Hi, my name's Bridget Van Sprang and I'm from Sutherland Horses and this is your pre-ride podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about boots and bandages and when I use them and when I don't use them and also the different products out there. I tend not to boot my horses every single ride and the reason behind that is because the study shows that if you overcompensate the horse's legs by bandaging them all the time, you increase the risk of the horse doing injury to itself when it goes out for a bit of a gallop in the paddock or when they overstretch themselves or hyperextend themselves in a dressage test where you can't use boots or bandages at all. So at least one ride a week, I will ride without bandages or boots on my horse. Now, when I do that ride, I'm not doing the high level movements as such. I'll be doing exercises where the horse will have to use their body and their legs in that hyperextension or that extension phase of the gait and movement. So for instance, if I am talking about my FEI horse and I am not using boots or bandages that day, she does a lot of stretching that day as well. And she does a lot of, if I'm, if I'm looking at in getting her more balanced and have better regularity in the canter pirouette, I will then go on a 20 metre circle and I will think Travis on the, on the 20 metre circle where she really has to step underneath herself and have, have and hold the body bend around my inside leg and be nice and soft to my aids of my reins. So I'll be doing exercises where she has to really sit in that collected canter and show the angle that I need for the pirouette, but I won't actually ride the pirouette. So I don't tend to ride the actual movement. I do my exercises, which help me improve that movement. So that's when I will do no boots or bandages on her. I tend not to do any extended work if I'm not working with boots or bandages. I will ask my horses to travel and go more forward, but I won't go full extension with them because I do worry that she overreaches because she is a horse that actually forges. Now, for those of you who are listening and don't know what forging means, forging is when the hind leg hits the front shoe of the horse. So as they track, they don't get their front legs forward and out of the way in time for the hind leg to come under and through and she does hit her the front of her hind hoof to the um, shoe of the front hoof so it makes that ching sound or that clang sound um, so that's called forging so for me what I would do is I would still actually put bells on because that's not going to affect anything other than prevent her from overreaching and accidentally hitting her bulb and cutting her, her leg open. Um, so that's the reason why I'd still ride with bells on. Uh, she only has bells on the front feet as well. Most of the time I will actually work in splint boots. Now splint boots offer no support of the horse's leg at all. So if you are worried and you don't want to work your horses without boots at all, you can ride um, in splint boots and that will that will make sure that the horse is staying as um, strong as possible through the leg without being compensated with a bandage. Now I quite like bandages but I have been taught how to put them on properly. So 
when I was 18, 19, I worked under um, another very, very well experienced um, dressage rider who actually explained how to bandage properly and when to, when to, how to put the padding on underneath so that it doesn't pinch or get too hot underneath the bandage itself. Um, and what to use, what materials to use as well, what's good quality and what's not good quality with bandages because you have to also be aware the more material you put on your horse, you're increasing their body temperature and you have to be really careful that you're not cooking the horse's legs. Um, what happens is when the horse's legs get too hot, it can damage the tendons. Now, I'm not going to go too much into that, but my suggestion is if you can prevent putting boots on or if you have very light boots or even cross-country boots are fantastic for this, don't put boots on over 30 degrees because that can overheat the horse's legs and cause more damage. But if you still need to wear boots for any particular reason, try and wear either show jumping boots because they're quite good and they've got a good airflow through them. Cross-country boots are the same or splint boots that have a really, really good material. So that's my suggestion there so you're not damaging your horse's legs in any way. Now, I had a question the other day, would I boot my horses in the paddock? No, I don't. And the reason why is because I have very, very safe fencing where I am. My horses are in herds. So, and I know that sounds really bizarre because I've got an FEI horse and I've got a really nice young warm blood as well. I always have them in, in small groups of herds, not big groups of herds, just a few horses between two to five they're in herds of because it makes my horses happier. I actually notice a difference between them being on their own to them being in herds. And I know there's a big argument about whether the horses needs to be in herds and horses that are isolated and on their own in paddocks or whether they have a neighbouring friend. There's a big discussion there as well. That's not something I'm going to go into today either. But my horses are in herds and they are not booted at all. So it's very important for me to have horses as sound as possible, as happy as possible. So for me, I tend to make sure that I'm always trying to strengthen my horse from the hoof all the way to the ears, to the top of the body. And if you overcompensate with having bandages on all the time, you do run the risk of the horse getting a little weaker in the leg. And then when you do ride without bandages for any particular reason, as in your inner dressage test, you can run the risk of them getting an injury. So that's the reason why I, I do wear bandages, especially if I'm doing a lot of flying changes or canter pirouettes, because that's when the horse is more likely to hit themselves or when they really have to sit and wait um, on the hind leg as well. And I want to support her as much as possible when she's trying and giving an exercise a go. Um, so especially when something's new, I'll support her in that way. But then once she starts to develop a bit more strength, I'll start to say, okay, well then I'll move to the splint boots or the or different types of boots. The other boots I want to talk about before I finish this podcast is the 360 boots. Now, the 360 boots are often seen on reining horses because when reining horses are training and even when they are doing some slides and stuff is because they really have to extend through the body and they have to hyperextend their legs a little bit and it ca they can run the risk of damaging themselves when they really sit on the hinds. So 360 boots I really, really like, really, really like. And if I'm being lazy with my bandaging, I will choose my 360 boots. But mainly I 
choose my 360 boots if I'm out on a trail. Because the ground's a little bit uneven, they might just step and the ground's a little bit lower than what they think and then they have to stretch their leg out that little bit further. So it just gives them that little bit of an extra support. And in case of being in Australia, any snakes or sticks and stuff that could hit them on the side and um, cause damage to their legs or if it's a snake, you know, it's, it can be very problematic, you know, if they, if they go to bite them. So it just gives them that little bit of extra protection. And also what I find with the 360 boots is that most of the time the material is quite good and it's got an airflow. The cheaper brands don't so much, but the more expensive brands do. You're looking at around $70 a pair for a 360 boot. Um, and upwards, whereas a splint boot set of four you can get for around about $100. So there is a bit of a price difference when you start adding up, I need four boots. Um, and always fit your boots correctly. Always ask your coach or a friend that you know wears those boots so you know that your boots aren't too small or too big because, again, it can annoy the horse. And with bandaging, if you've never bandaged before, what can be problematic there is if you bandage incorrectly and you cause a pressure point in that bandage and cause cause damage to the horse's leg or restrict any flow, like blood flow to the horse's leg if you do it too tight. So it's a good idea to ask as, as many questions as possible. Don't rely on YouTube um, instructions. Have a look at YouTube instructions and understand the concept of the reasons why you should bandage and how you should bandage, but it's always best to ask an experienced person and get them to check your bandages after you've put them on so that you know that you're doing it correctly as well.